Boy, tonight we'll have a, let's see, I guess we're going to have Miss Emily Wakeman here, and they're going to be talking about a certain type of marathon that's going around around the world. And uh, it's, a, it's a ladies' marathon, and it's, it's a supporting certain causes. So she'll be here probably around 6.20, and uh, we'll hear about uh, the great causes they're running into. Mr. Wade Boyd's here as well. Yari Yar, and uh, as well as Milk Crate Brian. Yar. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And you're actually riding your uh, dirtbag bike. I like to see that out on the road, that gold. Yeah, well, I got no choice since the KLR's gone, so uh, it's dirtbag time. So you'll see me on the Goldwing all around town now, looking like a fool. Well, it's, it's <laughs> very, very unique. I mean, actually, do you have a name for that? Because it's your own creation. You know, you I'm, know? Not, I'm not much of a namer of bikes, but they made me put one down for Dirtbag Challenge, so I started calling it the Skullwing. The because Skull Because there's a skull on the front. That's awesome. So that's perfect. Milk Crate Brian's riding around on the Skullwing, and you know, all our listeners out there, if you happen to see a bloke out there in a black KLR with neon green uh, milk crate, as well as, uh, you know, uh, engine cases, be sure to tackle them for us, and I guarantee I'll buy you a beer. Yep, R-E-R. you do. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. So anyways, uh, we'll be back shortly. We're just getting in, uh, decompressing, and trying to get some warm air in the studio. Uh, so uh, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meet and Radio and Milk Crate. You've got some music going, right? Yeah. Uh, today is the 39th anniversary of David Bowie's Scary Monsters. Came out 39 years ago. Uh, so we're going to hear a track off that to start with. Awesome. <laughs> Keep me right. 
So, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the Heart of Mission. You know, uh, Benders has been our, uh, I guess you could say our sponsor here for many, many years. And they're going to have their 16th anniversary party over at Benders and 19th and South NS. 9 p.m. this Saturday, September 14th. We're going to have great bands. You know, we got Daya there and Psychic Kids and Molten. And uh, it'll be a fun, fun time. So if you've never been to one of their anniversary parties, get a good shirt, you know, have a great time and see some super, super bands. Because whenever they have the anniversary, you know, always. Uh, they always have wonderful bands there anyhow but uh, yeah it'll be a rockin' rockin' time so definitely be there for that show this Saturday and again like I said welcome to Mutiny Radio and welcome to Racers Alley uh, tonight we're gonna have uh, well the Dame Stone Care is gonna be talking about a certain particular marathon run going on right now we're just sweltering in the heat and uh, personally I'm gonna go across the street get a couple of tacos for me and Wade and uh, Milk Grape Brian's gonna play some tunes so we'll be back in like five minutes so cheers Tonight on a job One 
Just going to uh, interrupt here for a second. And really, dude, uh, Donna Tedez Market, holy moly, the great, great tacos. And she had the uh, Tinga enchiladas as well. But uh, over here on, uh, what is it, 21st in Tennessee? I think that's where we're at, Mutiny Radio. So, uh, boy, oh, boy, you know, definitely got to get food there. Right now, we're totally munching on it. So, anyway, so welcome to Mutiny Radio. Welcome welcome to Eraser's Alley. And we'll be back after we're done munching. So, cheers. Yar. It's necessary for her
Yeah, yeah. I just love to listen to good music, and here we are shutting it off. Anyways, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. It's a nice, warm, sweltering evening for us here at the, boy, we must be 76 degrees now, but uh, yeah, we're all just sweltering here in the studio, but uh, anyhow, welcome, and uh, boy, oh boy, let's see here. Exciting news. What do we got going on? I think, uh, well, let's see. Any racing going on, Wade? I know you were just actually at a, a, a car show, so the Batmobile actually went into a car show this weekend, which must have been kind of neat, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it was like life in snow motion. I saw a lot of nice cars. There was 11 vets and um, what was that other car? Uh, I mean, a whole bunch of cars. It was a... It was a 67 Camaro with the everything, everything, everything on it. Really? Actually won. Nice. We go, what what Camaro? We didn't even see that car, so we had to go check it out. It was like brand new, not a speck of dirt on it, everything brand new, updated. And then the other car that, that won was a 57 Chevy convertible. Ooh. Kind of hard to beat something like that. So those can almost be what you call a, well, I mean, are they refurbished from the ground up? I mean, you yeah. know, they touched every single nut and bolt and everything in between. Yeah, and they, they look brand new. Yeah, I know. imagine. Yeah. And so mo- uh, Most of them don't have any dirt on them or anything, but um, some of them get driven a little bit. Well, your Batmobile seems to be actually running uh, across the pond now, so that's really nice, huh? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was you know, my gas gauge doesn't work, so I had to guess on everything. <laughs> uh, don't be that guy parked on the side of the highway. At least but have a gallon. They made it there and back with no problems. Met a guy there. He goes, oh, you need one of these. Because I told him, I said, yeah, I'm running a little hot. So he said, get a mm. uh, clutch fan. And everybody's got some kind of information. But like I told Hans, we're used to going to a place like this. And then we all take turns going around the track at high speed. And then we come back and... On a car show, you just go get another beer or something. Yeah, and everyone oogles and ogles. I mean, I guess uh, we'll have Jimmy's uh, picnic coming up soon and be able to get on that one as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's old car. I think it's usually oh, in yeah, October. Jimmy's old car. It's not picnic. Jimmy's anymore, but it to us is Jimmy's. Oh, it's a San Francisco. Yeah, it's just like Sears Point, Sears Point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when's that coming up? When's that usually? In November? I think it's next month. It's the end of the month. I don't nice. have the date actually written down, but... I am waiting for it. The, there is some press coming out about it, and I saw I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. Well, this will be the first one for actually the Batmobile. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, all my other cars have been to it, but yeah, the, it'll be the Batmobile's turn. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, so as far as that goes, I mean, let's see. What else do we got shows coming on? Any any racing going on? You know of? I know. Uh, I think AFM's coming up in here in a week or so. Uh, you know of any flat tracking? Uh, Lodi's running. I'm like almost every week. Oh, well, that's you always know, nice. Something, yeah. It's just they're a hundred miles away. It's a little hard for me to get out there all the time. I'm like, I'm I can make it once or twice a year, unless I have some little help or something. But anyhow, so they have a full season, like you know, every yeah. Friday I mean, night, uh, every Mr. Hoogerite uh, loves to do that. You know, he's part yeah. of that that scene. Most and, of those guys yeah. live out. In the valley, so it's it's fairly close, and also it's good racing. I mean, it's it doesn't break the bank compared to road racing as well. I mean, uh, yeah, but those you know. guys all run three, four classes and stuff. And yeah, which is a great evening. Yeah, you know? but you end up but spending you... the same amount. So. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I you're got... still ordering the One steak. One or two races, <laughs> and I can go broke over there too. You are. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fun. That's dynamite. Yeah, and it's 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 a re- there's a resurgence of all types of racing, and that's one of them, definitely. And uh, that motorcycle club as well. 
wonderful in Lodi. And uh, boy, I think uh, AFM's coming again, and we're going to be there September 21st and 2nd, which I believe, boy, I think it's next weekend, uh, over at Thunder Hill Raceway. And they're, they're going to be over there October 19th and 20th. So if you want to catch some fun racing, uh, I know they were here at Sears Point last round. A lot of people had fun watching them. Go check them out over at Thunder Hill. it would be a great time watching and supporting local folks. You know, that's a pretty big deal because, uh, you know, uh, racing now is getting more and more popular as well as the track days. And nowadays, I mean, you have so many track days out there. And, uh each track day has a different uh, the organization has a different way of going about their programs and uh, here we got August he does fun track days uh, and he's been uh, at our show for a while here and uh, they'll be out there on October 4th at Thunder Hill East they were just here last weekend at Thunder Hill West and uh, they're a great organization it's great because uh, they got a bunch of instructors and what they do is they get really personal and each time you go out they'll sit there when you come in they'll talk to you and each time uh, in between they'll actually have sessions you know so they'll go over in a sense what you've just been through as well as try to give you some insight what you want to pay attention to in the future so there's sessions in between the actual you know actually their classes in between the actual sessions are actually very informative and they're trying to actually get you acclimated and to go faster and to learn more as far as going out on the track so you gotta check out fun track days when you go out there you know and uh again uh thanks for the afm they're always out there and thank you a lot for the turn workers because it's very hard to be out there without turn workers and you know whenever you can donate to the benevolent fund and and the afm in general you know uh geez i think wade correct me if i'm wrong at the manx gp they actually had to cancel a session during the fortnight because they didn't have enough turn workers which is yep, you know right. yeah and it takes so much to be out there to, to actually not be able to go out there because they didn't have oh, yeah. the staff involved. Uh, Serious uh, point tragic. and stuff. You have like 12 corners, and so you can imagine th- they need a few uh, 12, 24, 50, whatever. Anyhow, the Isle of Man, they have like 350 corners. They have like 200, 300 turn workers as marshals. Yeah, it's so a, inter- the numbers are a lot bigger, but uh, s- same idea. They're totally needed folks, and. They save the day, keep keep it running, and what are you doing out there in turn seven or turn 300, you know, top of the veranda or whatever, all by yourself all day long, every day. <laughs> yeah, you're helping make weeks. the show go on, you know, and those guys are unsung heroes, so yeah. definitely, you know, uh, help the turn workers out and uh, say thank you as far as racers. And they're always looking there. for volunteers for new turn workers, too, I hear that. That is true. Now, you for know, a guy like every- me that doesn't go to the track a lot, what does a turn worker usually have to do on their on their shift? Well, I imagine you go to the, uh, you know, organization and say, I want to be a turn worker. And then from there, yeah. there's various levels. Yeah, yeah, but what do they actually they, do in the turn? Not do they a whole, whole lot. They clean should up have, debris? Or? They should have a meeting so that they show you what the flags are so you know also. And then somebody in your station will have a radio so that you're contra- uh, controlled by the tower or whatever. You know what's going on from there. And if something happens in your corner, you're supposed to put out a yellow flag or this flag or that flag. And then you basically tell mom, you tell the office what's going on. But somebody in your corner needs to know what what call to make if something happens. It's usually just a yellow flag or a waving yellow. Sometimes you get a red. um, But there's usually a team, I imagine. So there's... There's actually a, a fair amount to it, and then like on the aisle, you got to have, the, um, well, you got to have a medical guy close by, or there's a traveling marshal, and or there's a helicopter. 
Sears Point isn't quite that much. They'll, they'll, they will bring in a helicopter, but there's usually an ambulance close by. Um, you know, somewhere yeah, any on track, the track. You so. know, the, the yeah, ambulatory services are very important. And uh, yeah, uh, that being said, whenever you go to a track day or something, ask them. You know, I mean, there's a reason some track days are cheap. You don't go on ambulance there. That makes a big difference, actually, if you decide to high side and, uh, you know, turn your boot the other way or something. But uh, yeah, you know, big thanks to everyone out there. And as far as turn workers go, they usually have two or three. They have a, you know, it's just like anything. They'll have a person in charge that does medical. They'll have a newbie. And they'll have someone in between, and everyone has a certain task. That's the way it goes. And you'll start up first because you're going to be so overwhelmed, they'll give you the easiest task. That way, if something happens, yeah. you'll, you won't have yeah. to think too much. But as time goes on, you'll be in charge of, like, if someone crashes, you got to go out there and move that bike. Or you got to, you know, uh, like uh, Chuck, yeah. our pal Chuck, he actually has full medical stuff. So yeah. he can sit yeah, there so and assess. Really you know, I, I was a marshal a couple times, and actually, I was a turn worker. And it's, Sears one time in turn 11 I had my foot in the castle I was in a box I couldn't really do anything but on the aisle same thing they never actually let me do anything but I got to stand there and be ready to help if if I was needed exactly Ho hopefully you're never yeah. really needed but usually it's just hang out a yellow flag or whatever but you could have to go pick somebody up it's always nice to be an extra set of hands bike up or mm -hmm. something yeah you, ne you never know and you communicate information to the riders too right with the, they you help them know hey mel get right up to the mic there and we can hear you <laughs> i've been turn worker so yeah. i was saying that the you know, oh, wow. flags serve more than one purpose it also communicates to the riders what's going on sometimes there's a problem up ahead you need to slow down the pack one way or the other you'll put out like you said a, a yellow or a white yeah. flag so that was that and i've done it a few times at sears point and it that's was awesome no crash pickup but it was about communicating information like you said you relay it from the the yeah. Grandstand to the far reaches of the track. Yeah. Well, and talk I believe to each other that, that way. Yeah, they try to see each other as far as turn workers at Sears or something. They all try to have a line of sight. That way they can communicate, like you said, going on. I mean, radios go so far with the noise and everything, but right. line of sight's a big deal because, yeah, exactly. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, thanks. With my small contribution, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conversation. Yeah. It, right it, on, it, on. it gets can be tight and funny and. You're the writer, and you really want and need the right call. And they're they're all trying to do a good job, also. But when it comes to oil spills and this and that, and um, one time I was at the aisle and I pulled over and stopped. Uh, the steering dampener came loose. Yeah, yeah. Actually, on your bike, my R1. And so uh, I was just lucky to be able to stop, and it was like. Uh, I stopped next to these two guys and it's like, got any tools? Can I have some tools? He goes, you can park right there across the track. And it's like, I'll be dead before I get there. So that was totally the wrong information. Oh, I told yeah. him I was not crossing the track. And, going by the miles and then an so hour. I asked him, can I go down to the next spot where there's a, a turn, mar a marshal and stuff? And he had to phone in, and he wasted so much time. And then he finally let me go ahead and roll down the road. I, I did find some people and got a tool and got out of there. But um, there's just so much stuff that they can and cannot control. And then do you know what you're actually talking about when you... Are, you know, you, anybody can hang out a yellow flag, but why? And, yeah, you know, what does. is really going on? When it gets really critical, that's where... 
the training actually comes in because you need to be told the right thing right now. If they tell you the wrong thing, boom, boom, you could be run over or whatever. You know, it depends on your situation. That's very true. You know, there's been a couple of times in my life where I've gone uh, another lap and the oil was still there before they saw it, you know, and people were crashing. You know, it's uh, sometimes they just miss something for a second. But that one second, I mean, cost people. I was in in Seattle one time and they didn't put out an oil flag. We saw the bike down. The bike was over here. They ended up playing with him. So. Um, I was in like third place, out of fourth place, out of real striking distance, and so I just decided to cruise. I came through that corner the next time. I changed my line. I ended up on my head. I was to- so pissed. Yeah, I, I was, you know, uh, I slowed racing. down and I and I ended up finding the oil. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. We've all been there. You and know, so, but either way, I mean, the turn workers and everyone out there yeah. does the best they can. But yeah, go to turn that. worker school. <laughs> there is a yeah. science to it all. There really is. And if you get a great instructor and you sit, sit there for a year, you get a great appreciation. And I've had friends who become a, a photographer friends. They'll be a turn worker before they go out there and start shooting pictures because they're able to go out there and see what it's really like and kind of get in angles and situations and then from there do some great uh, uh, photography as well. Anyways, we're going to take a short break here. We got uh, Miss Emily in from the Dames and we're going to be uh, discussing actually, let's see, what are we doing here? I to say your name. I'm going to chop liver. See you soon.
Right on, right on. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. I'm just saying. Just sitting there, just shooting the shit. And uh, boy, oh boy, let's see here. I guess uh, we said, uh, well, let's see. Who should we give a shout out to? Uh, Well, uh, Carrie, Motorbird Adventures. Boy, she was supposed to be here. Well, actually, uh, Miss Emily's in the house. How you doing? Well, thank you. Yeah, you are. And uh, well, earlier you actually uh, hung out with Carrie? Yes, I did. We were having um, important meetings. Nice. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah. So Carrie runs Moto Bird, and uh, well, I, I, I want to have her here on the show and see how this last season's been so far. You know, it'd be really nice to see her. So hopefully next week she'll come on in and tell her tell us what's going on. I hope so. It sounds like she's been having a lot of fun. Yeah, but you know, I how mean, how could you not doing what she does? Right. I mean, uh, I always wanted to actually have a tour business. When I first met Wade, that was one of the things. It's like, you wait, boy, I always want to do the Isle of Man. And then the next time we met, it's like I always wanted to have a tour business. So you know, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting um, how things have changed, and um, everyone's doing a tour business nowadays, which is wonderful. You can have a whole bunch of different things going on, you know, right, Wade? You know, remember yeah. that? We met over yeah. at Zeitgeist a million years ago. It's like. Yeah, uh, but uh, I wanted the idea of like, well, we're Isle of Man racers, so that's going to be our draw because we're going to meet a whole bunch of mates over there. And um, I felt that that, uh, that would have our draw. We're Isle of Man racers, and we're going <laughs> to give you tours. And I think we can still do that way, actually, just like David does in Argentina. However, uh, you know, at one point it's like, yeah, we can just go fly it. And it's like, can't really go flying because you got people who don't know the roads. And that's what Wade says. Like, yeah, Alex, but they don't do the roads all the time. So it's not really a race course, more or less. It's a tour business. And to do that, you, it's a bit of responsibility. And you just have to have, to have a nice pace and just go up there because we, we have the best roads around. I mean, every, every direction from San Francisco, you have so many, so many great roads. And uh, West isn't so good. But yeah, <laughs> which way is west? Toward Hawaii. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Well, you can go across the pond and go to Japan. Uh, Brian's been to Milk Crate's been to Japan a lot. He loves that over there. You know, apparently, it's great riding. Little two strokes. I think that was the first time I met you, Brian. Was uh, at an undisclosed location. Okay. And uh, and I was like, oh, hey, new guy. Yeah. And we had just gotten back from Japan. I bet. And we were. No, all... you were just about to. Go. Oh, we were just about to go, right. Yes. Okay. And you were so excited about it. Yeah. And all you had to say was, I'm going to be riding in Japan. And then I, I had KLRs. a friend. And yeah. I was like, oh, new buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we got back from that trip, too, we were all wearing, like, goofy Japanese t-shirts we bought at a dollar store. Excellent. And this real punk rock guy comes us to outside, and he's like, what do you do? What are you guys doing here with this shirt with a cartoon penguin on it? And we tell him the whole story and all the crazy stuff we did which we featured on the show before but we told him everything you know about sleeping with the yakuza guy with his finger cut off and his temple uh in the most remote part of japan and we gave him the whole spiel and at the end he's just like he's like you know what and he shouts into the bar he's like you know what fucking toughest guys in this bar are wearing shirts with a cartoon penguin on it <laughs> right you know you can't tell you know right on right on yeah awesome but yeah that's fun so if you have a chance to go west um look up uh Hokiter magazine is a good one especially if you can get somebody to translate it for you um and there's a book by this guy it's names like guy de la fox or something he's some french asshole i got it in scuderia when they closed out all 
all their books, and it's called Motorcycle Vagabonding in Japan. Wow. And if you pick up that book, it'll you be like a good it. launching off point. It's probably about 10 years out of date nowadays, but the things it references, you can still find, and you can find the roads to ride and the places to sleep and how to do everything on the cheap. And uh, give, a, give a shout out to who wrote that book, and what's the, what's oh, the title? it's like... Some it's Frenchy. called. It's some French guy, and his first name is actually Guy, and it's like Guy La Fox or something. But what's the name of the book? And the book is called Motorcycle Vagabonding in Japan. Wow! And it okay. also features a uh, American guy who goes by the nickname the Stinger, um, <laughs> and wears a long wow. trench coat in his book so photo and looks very serious, cool. like a Matrix reenactor. Yeah. So he probably has his kit somewhere. <laughs> Don't kill yeah. me, Stinger. <laughs> Don't come for me, man. <laughs> well, that's cool. You know, it's nice to you know to have references out there. That's that's nice to know. You know, there's books out there actually, uh, as far as touring and uh, yeah. Well, hopefully our friends who actually have the tour businesses will be able to do that someday. You know, our friend Lucian just got back from India. Uh, give a shout out to him. He helps us out at Tokyo Moto, and I believe he's part of the uh, SMR Wade, you know. And, uh, yeah, he just went riding for a couple of weeks out there in India, which is, like, quite incredible. Wow. You know, I mean, think about that. Uh, yeah, definitely getting out of your um, safe zone, you know. I've I mean, heard it's quite lawless, and I couldn't tell by the way uh, I was being that I was told this story, whether it was unpredictably lawless or predictably lawless. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely a difference when you're traveling. Yeah, you don't want to just go from it being a lawful, safe zone to all of a sudden you turn that on. Pure chaos. Yeah, if you know where you are, hey, ain't no laws out here, makes it a lot easier to cope with. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I've had friends travel all over the world, and one of them is like, holy moly, did you ride or stuff? And, you know, certain folks have taken, you know, various forms. I can imagine being a boat going up uh, in Vietnam, sitting in a, a boat for 14 hours, you know, that's just very small because you end up getting a little claustrophobic sitting on that thing, not to mention <laughs> mosquitoes and lions, tigers, and bears. But, I mean, there's various ways to do things. And, um, yeah, it's uh, there's great books out there. It's like um, one of the big things is, like, where do you take toilet paper? <laughs> Yeah, one of the boys from City Bike wrote a, wrote a great book about traveling all over the place. And it was just like, well, actually, there's a chapter on where do you take a shit? And it's just quite incredible throughout the world is <laughs> how different people you know, do that. Do you and, remember uh, the name of that book? No, but uh, he's a City Bike boy. Uh, oh. one, of, one of the boys there, uh, they wrote about it. Well, I'm sure we can Google them. You know, but uh, travels around the world. But, uh, you know, that's what I like. It's, it's it's great when you have folks out there that do the uh, preliminaries for you. At least you can learn from them about what to take when you're sitting out there in the middle of nowhere and stuff. You know? Oh, you never know what could save your life. <laughs> right? Exactly. Somebody yeah. told me in passing that the vent tube on your gas tank fits perfectly over a spark plug. Fucking A if it didn't save my ass in Palm Desert. So. What does that mean? Um, if you're, say you need to change your spark plug for Uh whatever reason on the road, which seems highly unlikely now with these motorcycles, but the, on the old piece of crap I was on entirely possible. So I, um, using vice grips, uh, needle nose vice grips shoved down, um, into the spark plug hole, um, with a vent tube from your tank over it, you can grip it hard with the vice grips. Abby Baldini has, has, knows this story as well. You can uh, grip it with the vice grips pretty hard, 
and uh, threaded in and out were. And where we were, a guy stopped by in like full racing leathers, not a scuff on him, <laughs> with a ZX10, I think. And he was like, "Oh no, you won't be able to get that worked on till Tuesday," you know. And it was like Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. Exactly. And that little tube keeps you from cracking the the porcelain. On the spark exactly. plug, so you can grip it hard. Exactly, but it also lets you thread it down, and you right. can, you know, all but seat nice. it. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, and all you need is like a quarter turn yeah. to get wherever you're yeah. going. But now I just carry way too many tools on me, I'm sure. No, I, I carry a bevy as well. Spark plug you know. I always joked on the dirt bag a couple weeks ago, between us, we were guessing how many wrenches we had. <laughs> how many wrenches are on this trip right now? And we, we got up in the hundreds when we really thought about it. Because I brought at least... I brought seven wrenches, and I thought I was being very conservative. <laughs> wow. Um, but, no, that's yeah. true, you know. It's no, getting it's to the funny. point where we got to call each other and just be like, can just one person bring the tools? Because I'm sick of lugging my DeWalt bag around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I did dirt bag, I was the only person with, um, well, it was actually carb cleaner, but what What it? You can spray it in the airbox and start the engine. Yeah. Oh, uh, starting starter fluid. fluid. Yeah. You're the yeah. only person with starting fluid. Wow. Yep. Huh. And somebody's like, oh, man, I need starting fluid. So I was like, oh, let me. And I went through my backpack, which was full of tools. And I pull <laughs> it out. He uses it and then takes off. And I'm the last one there. And I'm like, thanks, you fucking cocksucker. Yeah, I'm just on a wait fucking for 250, me. And I'm about to head down the freeway. Wow. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> now you one. ride with me. You owe me one. Well, no, actually. <laughs> now you can go a little wide around him and say, oh, I'm sorry. I misjudged no. this. Send him into the weeds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <a> bastard. <laughs> sorry. Uh, right on, right on. So let's see here. Let's take a little bit of a break again, and then uh, we'll be back shortly and talk about what's happening with a certain rally, I guess, and uh, Ooh, go from well. there. Yari are. All right, we've got one more from Scary Monsters for the 39th anniversary. This is Teenage Wildlife with Mr. Yay. Robert Fripp on guitar. Ooh. Chili! 
I'm looking at my Irish wristwatch, <laughs> and we're talking about the Women, Women Riders, Riders World, World Relay. Relay. So if you can all say that really quickly, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Women Riders World Relay. Yes. So that's, <laughs> quickly, a, that, quickly, that's a real thing going on. And the Irish wristwatch, it that's sure usually is. a bar drink thingy. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. sex thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh, the repeat thing. Anyhow, uh, Miss so Emily, Lori what the hell's going wristwatch. on here? We got some people coming around the world doing what? Why, we sure do. Do Alex, 
Um, they're about, uh, no, it was in February of this year. Um, a number of ladies took off from John O'Groats, Scotland hmm. and headed through Europe, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, Asia. I think now they're in Oceania somewhere, uh, headed for Canada, but they are, um, bunch of ladies with, um, this rather phallic wooden baton and uh dragging that around the world passing it from small group to small group and um they are coming here to san francisco on october 4th In all those months they have not gotten off track and i mean people have not gotten visas there have been um there are some places where they're going through where women are not actually legally allowed to drive or ride motorcycles wow and they're doing it and it's awesome fuck yeah so absolutely so uh yeah so they're coming here yes diehard riders and um oh it's great i i just love the spirit because um, yeah exactly um unites us excites us is one of their several mottos and that i totally understand um as a lady rider with a lot of lady rider friends uh there's really something special about it uh riding with a bunch of women and the cool thing and it's neat because i don't really have to explain this to men in san francisco because i've always felt very welcome in the motorcycle community people ask me for horror stories i've got none Sometimes you don't walk very far off to take a piss in the woods and you just turn around <laughs> Sorry. and I'm like, Ugh, damn it. But whatever, that's fine. That's the worst of my stories. So, okay. Um, but there are many other places where it's really not as accepted for women to be doing these adventurous things. And I feel very lucky here. Sure. So, um, we're very excited to welcome the crew here because I feel like, um, we're a very good example of the motorcycle community, especially women. So we're really inclusive. We obviously have great roads. Um, it seems like cops who sort of understand generally when you're on the back roads, what you're doing. Yeah. I've never gotten a ticket on the back roads. I've never gotten anything other than being on 101 and going too fast. Exactly. CHP. Going 95 to get to the good roads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yup. I do have this hair flip thing I do, so... <laughs> Wait, is that the same thing? Uh, 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 yeah, we, yeah, back roads, tickets. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I could tell you stories. One time a judge says, if I ever see you at this neck of the woods, I'm impounding your bike. That's when I ran in Napa. Stop being over there in oh, Livermore. Nope. Yeah. Aw, this is so good. Anyway, uh, sorry, I digress. No, it's but really, really great. That, so basically uh, what the assembly is saying is there's a, there's a world troop going through, uh, passing the baton and riding throughout the world. It's uh, the largest largest motorcycle relay in history the largest motorcycle relay and it's all ladies well and they're male supporters oh i was going to say that is that here you guys of course there's no question sweet you ride a bike Awesome. awesome it's not novel it is totally commonplace and we're accepted so i really want to celebrate that when they come to San Francisco um, is to celebrate the inclusive nature of our community by having a lot of guys there. So basically, this is a whole big pitch for anybody out there who's listening. Please come to Treasure Island at 6.30 p.m. to Moto Guild on 13th Avenue or Street. 
over well the, google it yeah moto everybody knows where moto uh, is 13th something and um at 6 30 on october 4th which is a friday we're going to be doing all sorts of fun things but the most important thing is welcoming uh the ladies who are coming in from the reno to san francisco leg yeah show um, them love Liza Miller, who is one of the founders and the USA admin, has been is going to ride all across the United States, and she lives in Santa Cruz, um, and she will be very excited to go home and go to bed. Oh, I love Liza. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's folks coming through the U.S. part of that. So once the, once they reach our territory. Um, there's going to be troops throughout the nation going and following them and to, to get to this coast. Oh, yeah. Everyone's it's, adding on and just riding when they can and that type of thing. Well, actually, you have to register to ride because they do want to make sure everything's on the up and up. Um, you know, everyone's got licenses. No, as far they're as insured. The support folks just riding with you, even with around your baton. I mean, there's... Hell sure no. It's all riders. Nice. All registered riders. Um, and uh, men can come. If you have a lady to sponsor you, you are a uh, a supporter. Okay. But, um, oh, by the way, anyone who wants to ride in the U.S., today is the last day you can register to ride. So women out there, go register right now at the Women Riders World Relay website. And guys, hunt down a chick to... Yeah. Let, get Let one to vouch go. for you. You can vouch so, for me, right? I just told Brian I'd take him. Awesome. So uh, again, yeah, how, how do you how do you get a hold of people? Women's Riders World Relay website. So yeah, that's how you want to do today. If you yeah. Google it, yeah, Women Riders World Relay. Yeah. So today's the day. So get in on that. So that'd be great. Yes. You know, be part of this. It's actually it's really historic. historic. This is yeah. amazing. We are, we are. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, nice. Gathering ladies together like this to do something so cohesive. Mel had all the facts. Did she talk about it at all? Before? Before I got here, uh, no, she oh. just like I came and you know had a nice time for a second. And Bob's your uncle from there. You know? Poop. Well, well, she was telling me that there's what did she say? Fourteen. Th- she's done more research. Uh, Fourteen thousand women, women only worldwide have are going on this ride and have joined the group. Um, and that doesn't even have to be qualified as women because this is the biggest motorcycle event with the most participants right? in history. Not nice. not the biggest women's event. No, you're right, actually. That's right. awesome. You're That's right. what I'm really happy you're totally about. Totally right. Because yes. We're not even. We're not saying that this is big because it's a woman riders thing. This is the biggest thing in history. You're absolutely right. So thank you, Brian. Absolutely, 100. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Yes. Uh, thanks. That is exactly what it is. And I'm very excited to help be a part of it. Uh, the Dames Don't Care uh, Motorcycle Collective. We do all sorts of illegal things. Um, you can friend us on Facebook, but I don't think you can Google much else about us. And um, we're helping to throw the main party for when they come into San Francisco. And then we're all taken off for L.A. to go to the L.A. party. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be just amazing fun. Uh, you're going to so you're heading everybody. on out, heading on out to LA, and you're going straight Neat. to LA in one day. Pretty ambitious leg, huh? No, Jesus. <laughs> there you go. In my yeah, yeah. I've right. left San yeah, Francisco you, though, and gotten yeah. This is an event that has all kinds of riders at different skill levels. Well, that's for some thing. people, it may it may seem like a bigger. Oh, day. absolutely. There's even you know, me going 50s. to LA in a day is like yeah, uh, well, I like to stop and I imagine you're taking. You know, some very twisty, awesome. What are they? The G roads and yeah, G fourteen, G sixteen, out of Santa Maria. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, yeah this is going to be um, a nice ride down one because, for instance, uh, Melanie was also informing me. There's a lady, I believe she was 55, and she mortgaged her house. And she's Holy like, mother. I want to do this entire route. So I don't actually have any updates on her. And I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but that is fucking inspirational. Wow. Wow. So, well, you know, it's a, we'll get to a meet bucket these list people. thing. Yeah, know. and I believe um, Haley Bell, the founder, is going to be in San Francisco. She's flying out for the San Francisco and LA parties. Awesome. And she'll be riding down with us. So, this is super historic. Thanks, guys. I guess I'd been spinning out on where to get coasters, but you're totally right. This is really. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is like crazy. really big deal. This is crazy. Oh, this will yeah. be the biggest <laughs> ride in my lifetime. Yes, yes. So, uh, listeners out there, please pass the word. I know I know. there's at least six of you. You know, oh, Brian's dad just started listening. So, if we rounded it out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone tell two people and go from there. But uh, also, in all seriousness, I mean, um, uh, last month we passed a million downloads here at the mutiny radio yeah Yay, congratulations yeah. mutiny and uh yeah that's a really awesome thing and uh here at uh well uh, racers alley yeah we're doing okay you know we got at least uh six or twelve or eight thousand of us at least uh, to eleven thousand depending on the month so that's pretty pretty cool actually so yeah so uh, all our listeners out there thank you for listening you know we really like to hear from you and uh you can always give us a call you know 415 511 racers alley is here to actually you know uh help racers out you can always tell us uh you know how your year is going uh you can talk about your sponsors you know uh we love to have donations here to keep our ship afloating and you can just hit the ten dollar button and uh, thank your sponsors thank your girlfriend thank your family i mean you know there's a lot of things out there you know luck and everything as well as friends and family and you know to help you get out there racing you just it's very very hard to do it alone so you can always thank your sponsors here at racers alley give us a call or you can come on in personally we're here from six to eight on thursdays and uh you know come in tell us you know let's let's see what's going on yeah yeah so anyhow we're going to take a little bit of a break here we'll be back shortly and uh go from there thank you for being here at uh, mutiny radio racers alley and the heart of mission yar <laughs> Just like nothing did 
joking, smoking in the summer heat. Barracuda, Barracuda, won't you lay down your life for me? Won't you love me, Barracuda? If you always need bring out worse than me.
I was like, boy, you got like nine minutes to talk about. And like, Wade goes, don't look at the clock. It's just like racing. You never know. But I mean, geez, you know, if you're going really fast, you know, old days, you go, no, 151 on certain tracks or whatever. So it's just like, there, there was a time where I actually gauged my time by thinking about a racetrack. You know, which is kind of funny like that, because in the end, you all, as a racer, you want to be able to shut your eyes and actually just go, wah, 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 and think about the track and go where you're going and that, that type of thing. And uh, it was a long time when I did that. You know, uh, you got your favorite roads, and uh, mine was Mines Road. You know, I loved that road so much. It was in Livermore, went down, uh, started Livermore over to the junction. That was my road. I did that every day, you know, uh, five, six days a week at least. Uh, for, for boy you know five years and uh, I knew every single crevice of that road you know and it was a time before where also there wasn't as much uh, many folks out there and also you know it's interesting you know last time I went uh, trees grow <laughs> where I used to be able to like do my turns you know you'd have three S's on the side of a canyon what you want to do is look at your farthest S and go backwards and see if there's anything in your way like a car if there isn't then you go vroom right well guess what as time goes by there's trees now on the way wow Ooh. yeah things grow <laughs> you think about that part there you are you know so things change here and there it's been a million years since i've been out there but uh my birthday's coming up here on october 5th so i'm planning oh, to get my r1 yay. out there and uh i want to take my r1 out there because uh last time i was there and uh, my birthday was uh, i think it was what 2009 wade yeah wad the shit out of myself with my perfect r1 Blah. you know i'd and love to go out there with you for your birthday yeah and also the, some yeah. of our listeners might know calaveras road is open again so that's been closed for a few years and that, that no opened kidding. a couple months ago oh which is really Smooth. really fun road and cool you can You're chain that with mines and mount hamilton really yeah easy. nice yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll have to do that for your birthday no that sounds like uh yeah brian nice. you're coming with nice me to southern road. california oh that's yeah. right <laughs> okay well next oh year. yeah we're talking about uh <laughs> we're still talking about the Women's Riders World Relay. Right, really, you rally. got it. You got Damn it. Damn close. Yeah, say that backwards. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, boy, oh boy. So uh, you can go down there. Like I said, you have to register today, uh, and then uh, you can have a friend go down there. But it's a great time, right? But come to the party, and then yeah. you can actually take a lovely ride to Southern California, whatever route you choose, and meet up with us at ooh, what's it called? Something about. Lucky Wheels, I think, maybe where they're having the party in L.A. I know nothing of it. Mm. A destination but spot. A destination of some kind. You can find it on the website. But, um, yeah. Come well, um, there. when they stop there, are they planning on going to uh, getting on a ship and going across seas? Or is this the literal end of their uh, rally? Oh, no, not at all. Um, they are... Shoot. It changed a little bit. Um, I think, actually, they're going back... Maybe to Colorado. They're doing some crazy iron butt day and some nice. crazy all dirt day. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So cool. enjoying being here. Absolutely. And then um, and then headed down to South America. And uh, then I believe over to Africa. Wow. And then back up to Europe. For wow. That's awesome. I'm trying to do a good enough job that I get an invite to the end of the rally party in uh, at the Ace Cafe. Oh, that'd be, oh, really? Well, I'm over, really excited about it. Yeah, I've never, well, yeah, I'll go with you. All, all right. right. All right. Sounds let's, good. Let's do a tour over to England. I'd love to do that. Stop by Amsterdam and just enjoy a little bit. You know, just like you are. You know, I could use a vacation. 
right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, actually, fares are low, and actually, the uh, pound is actually right now pretty good. You know, all things considering, or pretty bad, I think, from their perspective. Yeah, well. Well, for me, no. <laughs> when Wade and I went to the aisle, the first time Wade went to the aisle, the pound was actually the same. You get two for one. You know, Oof. when I went there, wow. it was the opposite. It was yeah. two dollars for one. And my 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 couple of years there, uh, three years, uh, the second year I was a pit, but uh, the years I was racing, all that was actually double. And it's like wow. you, you kind of not think about the fact that your BLT just cost fourteen dollars. <laughs> you know, it's just like seven pounds. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, and yeah, it's but uh, yeah, right now they actually it's the other way around. If you want to go race, yeah. But uh, anyhow, let's talk about the nice things. We're almost uh, done here at the Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. Thank you, Pimtastic, for having us here. You know, and uh, she's going to have her comedy clubhouse coming here soon as well. And uh, that's always a big uh, part of the uh, year for us here at Meeting Radio. And uh, we want everyone to come out to see all the uh, comics, uh, comedians uh, come throughout the states to come for, for like a week, I believe. And uh, there's a week of uh, shows coming on. So once I find out more about that, that'd be great. And uh, you guys can come and support because Meetney Radio needs your help. We got a little springy leaks here and there, and you can always call us 415-550-0511. You know, I'll uh, I'll shout out to whoever you wish. You know, uh, with the exception of you know a couple of uh, you know if you like. Uh, mean people or something who knows <laughs> yeah. yeah we're not going to give mike pence a shout out yeah, for yeah no. oh, damn it <laughs> anyhow thanks for being here uh, anyone want to say hello and goodbye uh thank you milk crate for being here and uh, uh i guess we'll see carrie in the next week or so I she's out so. there yeah. doing racing yeah it was our tonight it was nice it was nice to have her here but uh, i mentioned something and uh she'll be here soon. she needed and, a nap and uh, also law tigers boy oh boy we need to give a shout out for them uh matt out there Absolutely. helped us out a great deal uh with uh Mutiny Radio, especially for the uh, uh, the uh, comedy club show and stuff. Uh, Matt really supported us here for Blah Tigers. And uh, he'll be here soon, uh, as far as a guest as well. And uh, I believe they're help- helping your endeavor. I would love to meet Matt because, yes, he is our main sponsor for this for the California, I think, even, or maybe in the U.S. Wow. Like a main sponsor here. Okay. So wow. yeah. he is a huge supporter That's of really, motorcycles, really good. and that is fantastic, and we need that thank you matt yeah matt i'll definitely have you on the show and when he comes on i'll definitely uh we'll have you on as well oh, thanks Pat. yeah you are you know <laughs> well uh emily's part of the wrecking crew here now you know and so you'll you'll uh, hear from here from time I'm to time i'm still not sure what my duties entail but <laughs> <laughs> you talk you laugh you have a good old time here oh, at perfect. The, the new radio yeah all right guys let's say good night good night and uh, thank you for being here at uh, racer's alley in the heart of the mission Mutiny radio yeah <laughs> and also, uh, remember, uh, this weekend, Bender's Bar, we're doing our sponsors here. They're having a, their anniversary, and it's kind of a big one. You know, it's like uh, their, uh, let's see, 16th anniversary. They're going to have, uh, let's see, a Molten and Psychic Hit. And, of course, Thea, which is a Tula, our, our dear friend. Yeah, we've seen them before. Tula, and, uh, a fantastic yeah. motorcycle lady. Exactly. She's part of the dames as well. So Absolutely. Bender's 16th anniversary party at 9 p.m. this Saturday over at 19th and South Venice. And uh, they support us. We support them. It's a really nice place to go hang out. So, yeah, yeah. One of the last <laughs> remaining backyards and decent happy hours. Right? It's like, uh, yeah. So that being said, don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks.
Thanks, guys, and uh, cheers, and uh, thank you for being that race Sally here at Beanie Radio. Say goodbye, guys. Everyone be on the lookout for the sheriff's secret police. If any children get abducted, know that they have been they have been recruited for a good cause. Whoa, fuck. The sheriff's secret police. <clears throat> yeah. I bet police in like uh Edelbar, uh people in uh like uh what is it called? Empty cities. Mm. Back I think the police were really into their badge. Like more like nowadays police are more into their like gun and their like utility belts, like baton and gun in their car of course. But I feel like the badge was like a big police thing back in well, a couple like, days ago, they're like, I have a silver badge. Well, yeah, because now we actually have all that technology. Now, back then, yeah. you should show up on the scene. This is my badge. I'm an officer of the law. Yeah, though, the, if you get pulled over by highway patrol, they're not showing their badge at you. They're saying, hey, fucker, put down your fucking window. You were going too fucking fast. Not flow of traffic. Why the fuck are you doing that? Is That's that, Highway Patrol. They like back in the day. Has that been your experience? Back in the day, in like the 1940s, the cops would show you the badge in your eye. They'd they'd like take the badge off their chest and put it two inches away from your face. Where are you getting this information? I've seen it on YouTube. Ah. But cops nowadays, they're like, I have a gun, a Ford vehicle, a nightstick. Let's go intimidate the rest of the world. Cops. That's cops. Yep. I've met some cops. They're they're they've been typically nice people, but again, we grew up in the Bay Area. It's about as progressive yeah. as you can get, except for maybe certain areas. But yeah. we've we've gotten off pretty. Dude, uh, speaking of like legal and like cops and shit, um, there was this thing in Oakland. I saw it on the news. Bless you. It's coming. Look in the light. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking to, uh, speaking to people of the black community and black people, there was a story on channel seven news and, uh, this black guy was on Facebook live, but the premise to this is that he was in a gang and was on Facebook live. So what are your thoughts about a gang member having their Facebook live on, on their phone? What was he doing on it? This is what happened. He was shot by the opposing gang while on Facebook Live. So shot. you see some black guy, some nig, some nig with Facebook living in his neighborhood, and he gets shot. You hear bullet shots, and you just see the phone drop. Damn. So people Facebook living there, make sure not to be in a gang. Well, well, maybe it was good because they might catch the guy now. Maybe they have some more information. Did he like, phone. did he check in into like, I'm on 161st street in Oakland. And was the opposing gang member like, all right guys, 161, he's on Facebook live. Oh, Let's shoot think, him with a pistol. They, you think they use his Facebook live to track him down and shoot him? No, I think he was just on Facebook live and got shot. And then the rest of the Facebook live was shout out to Zuckerberg. Um, the rest of the Facebook live was just the phone on the floor. And all you would hear is this black family like crying, like Jerome got shot. No, Jerome got shot. Yeah, yeah this is Jerome is dead. Yeah, this is pretty heavy shit, dude. That's fucked up. Well, that's fucked up. You're listening to the Hear Me Out podcast. Tune in at PCRCollective.org.
I'm going to bring it to a lighter note. Yeah, let's do. Let's talk about cotton balls. Yeah. Cotton balls. No, no. You new topic. Two Wally. Pass po- it. Okay. So with every with all the politics and shit going on, do you think we'll ever encounter one of those apocalypse scenarios, like where the world is just over, where we have no more natural resources and all the, like the cities collapse? If an atomic bomb came off or something, or yeah, uh, so people are just fighting over the last of the fresh water. Okay, so it's every day is Black Friday, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, good comparison. That's about as just free, uninhibited rage as people get around here. What do you? So you're saying if if the world were to come to an end, is there like a time? Is there an alarm clock on this? Like, well, people have been talking about like the Green New Deal to get into politics. Yeah. They've been saying, unless we make some in really intense changes, the world might heat up by four to eight degrees on average. But like taking that average over the entire world, that literally means we're almost on fire. No. All the natural. I'm a bit more optimistic about the world. When I think about, oh, the world, how is the world doing? Plastic, though. I'm usually like, oh, the uh, little, uh, uh, what are those things called? Uh, the little, what are those uh, things in Alaska, like with the big icebergs? Penguins? No, no, icebergs. Sometimes I'm just like. Polar bears? I'm like, Seals? the icebergs are melting and the polar bears don't have anywhere to walk. Yeah. No. That's what I think about the world. I'm like, come on, Alaska, get your shit together. Your, your uh, icebergs yeah. are melting. You're rising. The, it's you're not ri- just Alaska, man. It's all of us. <laughs> We're all fucked. The world is no, on No, California's fire. like, oh, I get my fresh bottled water from the Crystal Spring. California is on fire. Are you kidding me? We have so many fires. Yeah, fire. Fire. fire so many so many songs so like we'll talk about music fire songs that say fire on it fire etta james fire that's a great song etta james she's black yeah etta james elvis presley burn in love well he doesn't say fire bruce springsteen hey says little girl is your daddy home did it go and leave you all alone boom boom I got a pad. Or the fire. the great balls of fire great balls of fire who is that johnny, johnny cash, cash johnny yeah. cash Guys, feel this, yeah. Those are some good oldies, man. Yeah, Johnny Cash. Margaritaville. That is not Johnny Cash. (laughs) Margaritaville. That is Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the records you picked up today? Oh, yeah. So I have some recently acquired records. Thanks to Chris Veltri of The Lower Hate. Um, I have a group merchant tote. Sorry to the guys in The Lower Hate. I, uh... I approached all the community leaders in the Lower Hate and friended them. So sorry about that if I fucked up your neighborhood vibe. Um, but yeah, pass me that. Do you want to listen to? Pass me the George Benson record. Well, which one you is? So that's Flume's first album there. Uh, take out the board, George Benson. There George Benson. Is. Found it. Is there's a song called? Yeah, just take uh, separate the sleeve. But this uh, song is called. Uh, George Benson. Are there two in there or just one? Because I'm looking for a track called Give Me the Night. There's a second one in here. Yeah, yeah. Pass me that one. Um, Give Me the Night. Yeah, so just talk on the mic real quick while I keep this record. All right. So I actually don't know too much about vinyls, but that is why I'm here. I'm excited to learn about this stuff. I don't know how many listeners. I don't even know how many listeners we have, but I don't know how many viewers are... Uh, audiophiles and yeah, I'm assuming a good portion of you because this is San Francisco pretty sure we're all just so hipsters yeah <laughs> anyway we are spinning up a it's hard to say oh 
We are spinning up what a. Is oh, it's CD one. It's CD one. We are spinning up a George Benson record. What was the track you were looking for, Apollo? Was it called "This Is the Night"? Uh, yeah. That was a quick sample of that song, and that is it. Yeah. That is all we get to hear of that entire album. Good, good. There you go. <laughs> if you're listening to the Hear Me Out podcast, tune in at pcrcollective.org. Thanks, Wally, for being here. We're going to play some records out, and we'll chat a little bit more. Uh, Radio Ting for y'all. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. 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 We're gonna hit it, split it, liggity, it. You're gonna hit that hard and liggity, split it. I can't rap, but I can try to flow. And here comes the song, so I'm no mo. That last record, George Benson, give me the night. Oh, yeah. That last record, George Benson, Give Me the Night. Playing now, Saturday Night by The Commodores.